welcome to another episode of The Post in the Magazine. I'm Steph. And I'm Elle. And I'm Jay. And we have survived another 31 days apart. Give yourselves a pat on the back, because we did that. You clapped for yourself, Jay. That's not what I asked. (laughs) I disappeared. They don't know what it is. I could be a Foley artist here. Listen, we use video now. Thank you very much. So everyone's going to know that you clapped for yourself. If you're watching this instead of listening to it, just pretend I did the thing. For me, mm-hmm. not for them. All right, guys. I wanted to do something a little bit different. Normally, we would just jump right back into covering one movie a week, which is a lot more manageable than what we just did for the past five episodes. But this is our third year, and I think that that's exciting. So I wanted to mark that with just a little chitty chat about the journey that our little podcast has taken. So Jay, you are not on as many episodes as we were. Elle is the captain. Elle championed all of us, watched all of the movies. Didn't finish Santa Sangre, but that doesn't even matter because <laughs> you attempted it. Okay. And then it was me. And then it was Jay. Jay, I would love to know what your favorite movie was for this 31 days. Hands down has to be Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. I know it wasn't my number one in that episode, but it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. That's valid. (laughs) It's a classic. And me and I had a great conversation about like art and ownership and stuff like that. It was really nice. It was a good episode and it was a good film. Honestly, I really can't choose just one because it's different recording it and then listening back. I had a really good time listening back on our episodes. And at this point in time, the last episode hasn't been edited. Didn't get a chance to listen to it. But I vividly remember that the last week of movies, with the exception of Amusement Park, was exceptional. Okay. And I think my favorite, honestly, is going to have to be Nice Plus Park. Not because it was flamingly gay. I mean, that's a big piece of it, I'm going to be honest. I really wanted to include it because I feel like good queer horror is not often brought up, even though, like, I'm so gay on this podcast. It's just really important to me this time around to cover a good variety of movies. I think we did that. I think we learned something new every time we put these lists together. And this time I learned that shamans scare the fuck out of me. And so Knife Plus Heart was my favorite to talk about, honestly. There was just a lot of good, a lot of good in that movie. Like Chef's Kiss is definitely one that I'll watch again. But the sadness, it was my number one movie. It was my favorite. Horrifying, horrifying, encapsulated letters you guys know how I felt about the exorcist the internet knows because Mm -hmm. we covered it and after I murdered that movie and threw it in the garbage I was like nothing can scare me anymore and I watched a couple other exorcism movies because in my mind because I hadn't conquered that beast that was as scary as you could get nothing is scarier than The Exorcist in my mind. And whenever I hear other people say, oh, this was the scariest movie, I really think about it because I'm like, not judging them, but like, would that scare me? The sadness scared the fuck out of me. I've never felt <laughs> like that watching a movie before. So, Would you say you felt sadness? No. Um, <laughs> nausea at certain yeah. points. I felt 
boiling rage. I felt unrealness with the wheelchair scene. I mean, the end all for me, honestly, was the fucking baby. And I just didn't think anyone would put it that in a movie. You know what I mean? I never would have imagined that. Oh, my wildest. So the sadness. It's really interesting to hear the different emotions that we feel and associate with horror movies. Because it's not always just genuine fright. Sometimes it's like really insidiousness. Sometimes it's guilt. Sometimes it's like nausea. But other times it's like an unnervingness. Mm-hmm. And that's what is great about horror as a genre. It can incite so many emotions like that. And then we can have a scene where like fucking a dwarf is dressed as Chucky running up some stairs. <laughs> that is also my cup of tea. <laughs> Everything you just said. The thing for me is that like, I think about Hellraiser and any other number of, you know, gory movies. It's not for everybody. I could literally watch them, you know, like peel the skin off of someone and be like, oh. And then you make a baby have a zombie sickness and I can't even fucking handle myself. You know what I mean? The experience I've had with this podcast is some films we will watch and some of them will fall into a category of not scary, but like good filmmaking, shit filmmaking still scary or shit filmmaking is shit, those sort of things. And the way you describe that there is like, oh, you can handle any sort of gore, (laughs) but that fucked with you. Yes, it hurt my chest and I actually feel a little sick to my stomach thinking about it. Might be burned in the back of my eyelids for a long time. Alrighty, Adele's turn. What was your favorite movie this 31 day? Well, I have a ranking of all 31 movies and I will say (laughs) that the top 20 I enjoyed. The bottom 11, I would never watch again. Or, I mean, I might, I guess, if somebody else was watching it and I, like, had to drop in on it, but I would avoid it. At the top of mine is Glorious. And I think that Glorious was such a, like, out of left field. It was something that was really funny. It had, you know, like, cosmic horror elements to it. It had really good character work and consistent lore. It ticked all the boxes. Right underneath it is PG. I loved it. It was, like, if Trailer Park Boys was a, a horror movie had the same vibes like (laughs) and then the wailing was next which was one of the ones from the last week vhs and then Mm. the sadness which was a deaf's favorite so my top five is very much just the ones that were kind of the gems of each week. I would say the one that got the most emotion out of me or like reaction is probably Tailgate and it was not a good Mm. one. I have anxiety disorder and that just made my anxiety really hard. So it's not something I would seek out watching again. It was a well done movie though. Yeah, I would say out of the problematic ones, Rounds of Love, Gator Bait, Amusement Park, Death Ship, Dawn of the Beast, See For Me, Tailgate of course, which board, which was just stupid. That was its only sin, was being fucking stupid. To be honest, I might watch Santa Sangre again if I had the energy. I have, like, old person sleeping disorder, so I fall asleep a lot, and something that long has really got to keep my attention, and it just didn't. It does have to keep your attention because it's two hours, and yeah. the wailing is two and a half hours. Yeah, 
I was like on the edge of my seat reading that whole movie and I loved it. It's number three on my list. And the only reason why it's number three is because the other two have funny elements to them and I prefer a funny movie, I guess. I think my favorite conversation we had was for Nosferatu the Vampire when we were talking about the little boy playing the violin over Jonathan's busted body when he jumped out the window to try to escape. Honestly, that scene just made me laugh so hard. And yes, I do like to sip giggle juice while I watch these movies. But I love little nuggets like that. You're supposed to be taking this movie really super seriously. And then this guy doesn't tie in a fucking shit sheet just knocks himself unconscious and a little violin voice like <laughs> the world's smallest violin yeah. oh for jonathan harker well that and of course that man is covered in doo-doo Doody <laughs> and, then, man. and me taking uh inconvenient gulps of water <laughs> I love that because the hardest thing I think is when we're doing this 31 days of horror and everything is just so serious back to back or a horrible nuisance like Hounds of Love and you don't get any comic relief because horror doesn't always have to be serious. It doesn't just Mm -hmm. have to be scary, you know, and we had an interesting conversation because a lot of these movies and all of it is okay. Everyone's opinions and reactions to horror movies are valid where I'll question whether or not was even a horror fan because of the elements that were were bothering her and that's one of the most important conversations that I I want to have around this podcast because we started it as the 31 days of horror thing and we kept going and I think that there has been a lot of growth on this podcast and there's been a lot of self-realizations that we've had and one thing that I personally love about this podcast is how even though we may roast each other sometimes we're very very like accommodating accepting because everyone likes what they like everyone is different everyone is triggered differently and one thing that I hate seeing hearing on the internet or whatever is you're not a real horror fan if that needs to be deleted it needs to be erased it shouldn't be a thing no one can tell you because genre is nebulous if you think about what fits into the horror genre bracket you've got short stories by Stephen King on the same stage as fucking the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes you know it's fun terrifying disturbing campy genre and (laughs) no one can tell you what it is they can give you a vague idea of what it is but no one can tell you what horror means to you I think for me it was just like the realization that so much modern horror is like there's not even a supernatural element to it it's just all about human beings being terrible and I just don't need to be convinced of that I don't need to watch dramatizations of people being horrible I see it every day what I like about horror is the otherworldliness the possibilities beyond the rules that we have to live by in day-to-day life and the storytelling possibilities that come to play when you have these super natural elements that are interacting with your plot and your characters so for me like watching something like hounds of love was just torture i was just mad i don't like when pets or children are preyed upon especially when they're tormented or assaulted sexually then i I was just starting to think about it because like tailgate is kind of the same way to an extent where it's just a terrible human being being terrible to another terrible human being and it just got me thinking where do i fit 
in here. Yeah. To fit right in where you belong. Because just like anything else, horror fandom is a spectrum. There's some shit I will just never fucking be into. I can go on and on about the practical effects that go along with gore. And for me, it's artistic. And I'm just like, how do you make this from nothing? I famously sat through that Never Sleep Again documentary, the behind the scenes of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise that was four hours long. Ate that shit up and I have ADHD. You know what I mean? It is a spectrum. And that's one of my favorite things about us having this podcast, having this platform, because we've gotten a lot closer since having the podcast, even though we literally only talk about one genre. And I think we've started some important conversations like what is a schman and how it doesn't just include men. Mm-hmm. It includes all horrible people like Julia from Hellraiser. I think those are important. And then also, you know, we try to stick to a certain thing, but there have been times where we've wandered away from the template that's set here. First thing that comes to my mind is the fucking two-part Evil Dead episode that Jay and I did. That was very fun. It was a lot of fun just making that with you. And it just goes to show that we had so much more in that episode and we cut it down. Yeah. <laughs> We talk a lot. (laughs) And we argue. We talk a lot, especially Jay and I. And it's like, if we don't have our other Gemini to keep us on a leash, we end up with a two-part fucking episode about one movie. Not exactly. So it's not exactly like that you need a moderator. Jay and I did, what was that? Is it Bringing Out the Dead, that Nick Cage? Yeah, the Nick Cage one. And we ended up talking for so long about the fucking healthcare systems in our different (laughs) countries. And I cut that all. Like, you just have to be ruthless with the edit. I am ruthless. I will say 20 minutes, 30 minutes max. I'm just a ruthless editor, so... There, were there just, was so much to talk this about. This movie, it's just so good. I still and haven't watched it, so. This won't be a part three, though. No, we won't get into how good it is. Please go watch Evil Dead and Art anywhere you find your podcast. But it's one of my favorite memories of making this podcast because we sat on. We were on Zoom. Before they capped us at 40 minutes. This is Zoom's yeah. fault, if you want to get technical. We sat on Zoom for hours drinking vibing arguing we tried to do them in blocks do you remember yeah. it was slash month so we did yeah. that and something else and then it was like... unhinged after that like there was no putting the fire out and we just like kept going one of my favorite memories is the first time i heard Elle speak it was in the first recording that i was a part of and she had no video on so i was like is Elle like six foot tall and built like a linebacker that was my image of L in my <laughs> yes I have a were, masculine were, voice <laughs> no no I think you were drunk at the time or you were drinking at the time oh, she like, gets very you, assertive you, when she's you went in on that shit film and it was just I was like oh wow that sounds intense macho man hell <laughs> <laughs> <El> savage <laughs> Damn right, you use the wrestling shit. I'm more of Oh my god. I'm more of an SCSA fan, you know? I like my men in little fucking spandex underwear, you know? It's okay. Or old guys. You know, it's all a joke though. I actually don't like men in general. Except for this one. Editor's note, Steph is pointing to her background, which is an image of young Ted Raimi in Intruder.
I have a thing for like tall fucking nerdy guys and really if he had a little bit more hair I would be even hornier for him. The glasses, the long hair, the lankiness. It's doing something, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the face permanently stuck like this. Like <laughs> he, it was the obliviousness. He had no fucking idea what was happening. He That's what you look for in a man, obliviousness. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's your perfect man. And yet, Adrian Brody and Slice did not do it for you. You see, you know? the thing about that is I had a crush on Adrian Brody when I was a teenager. But then I watched Splice with you guys and I was like, fuck this. What the hell was I thinking? This is disgusting. And this no man fucks frogs. He, f- he <laughs> fucks frogs. <laughs> Hashtag confirmed. Hashtag allegedly. confirmed. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly confirmed. Allegedly, allegedly confirmed that he allegedly fucks frogs. See, and because of this we have an entire cinematic universe of things i've said wrong and also characters that we've jeff made up jeff Irwin. that bitch that, that, that bitch, that bitch <laughs> jeff Irwin. steve it's irwin's long lost evil twin you know kills wildlife and is a well-known ivory poacher what can i say and you know i have a hearty diet of the devil's lettuce which you know makes these episodes extra juicy so i will not the devil's lettuce was one of the films that we got rejected for 31 days (laughs) yeah we'll never watch that but the ginger dead man oh parker told me afterwards like gary fucking Busey. (laughs) (laughs) that's right but again the star of that movie was the butcher baker so again a, a wrestler so they can't all be bangers. And that's another thing that I love about this podcast is that, you know, I almost said we don't disintegrate. We don't discriminate. We don't disintegrate either. Yet. Yet. Not yet, but I don't know. This edible is doing something. So there's still time. Editor L, what is something that you've personally cut from an episode that you wish we could have saved and put out as something? On Patreon. Just there was a lot of <laughs> stuff from actually the Splice episode that stayed on. On the floor because we got a little vulgar. I was drunk and stoned during that episode and I believe that Steph was as well. And it was a very goofy movie on top of it, so. It's very unserious and it's very questionable that he banged his experiment baby. Yeah, his, his iguana daughter. I think Jay called it salamander pussy. I don't know if it makes Oh my god. <laughs> No, I've never said those words in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. No, now it's cl- the math is mathing up here. Yes, beautiful things that left on the cutting room floor. But well, the thing that I've cut out the most, I feel, is me going um uh or me doing it or like laughing like Not- a gaggle of chickens and. <laughs> Jay and I talking shit about JK Rowling and how she's a coach. That I have cut out a lot of that. I regret that when yeah. I've edited them. JK Rowling can go fuck herself and Her. yeah, die in a fire, bitch. Jesus. In Minecraft. Die in a fire in Minecraft. I hope you lose all your diamond armor. Because we make a lot of Harry Potter references, and it's not because we're fans, it's because we were fans. You guys And that was a big part of, like, our childhood or, like, our adolescence growing up and seeing these films and watching those books. It's not because we respect her. We very much do not. Yeah, I just have kind of, like, the meme version of understanding that, like, what I've read on the internet, because I was too busy reading stuff I shouldn't have been reading when I shouldn't have been reading Harry Potter. she was gonna call us fucking nerds no no like you were doing something that was completely acceptable for your age group and stuff like i was getting shoved into lockers because i was reading the wolfen it was l's villain origin story 
You yeah. guys aren't the worst for ums or ahs. You see the amount of time it takes me to say a fucking sentence in some episodes? Oh, we know. Uh-huh. I have a we pause know. of like 10 seconds between two words. And it's because I want to think of it carefully and I want to say the right words. But I should come to the no. table with that already. I should no. come with fully no, 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 oh. Jay, you're so much easier to edit than me who doesn't think linearly, doesn't say the right words half the time. And sometimes I'm like listening back and I don't finish a thought because another thought comes in and I chase that one instead and I never finish the original one so when I go and edit that other one out and I'm like let's finish this nope it's not there and then I will say stuff with like Neanderthal fucking uh, grammar because I don't know my brain is not firing on all cylinders and most of the time I'm fucking awake I'm not drunk I might have not had enough coffee I have had to multiple times speed up my sections like by the smallest amount so you don't notice I just think that we're all aware of our own. Yeah, but I think both of you always have really good takes. You have really great opinions. I think you compliment me very well. Uh, I think everybody brings something special to the table. And you guys are literally having an argument over who's the worst to edit. And meanwhile, I literally have an episode with my sister on it where we're both shouting, Gail Weathers' vagina. Okay, but the only problem with that episode is that it should have come to me first so I could boost the volume. It wasn't even you that was the problem. It was the audio. You were fine. This retrospective is a little bit of a look behind the curtain about what goes on. And it's just Mm -hmm. us spinning wheels and going, fuck, fuck, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, because every time I edit an episode, I end up putting snippets of it on Snapchat because they're so fucking stupid. One of my favorite moments when <laughs> editing an episode was it was just Elle saying okay, but the way the sound like bar showed up, it was like a little thumbs up. It was so okay that it visually looked like it too, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> must have been. It must have been a very okay thing. So many great <laughs> moments in this podcast. Um, yes, I have another one. I'm not currently on the dating apps, but when I am, I make sure that men know that I have a podcast because nine times out of 10, I'm not getting a date out of it. But if I get a listen, <laughs> a win is a win. And so they'll ask me what episode would you recommend? And I'm like, oh, fucking boy. I recommend The Witch because you will hear yes. things. Titties pecked out by crows. <laughs> I love fucking date me. I don't know what does backwards play. I love that recording session so much. I wasn't even in the episode. I was just lying in bed beside Parker while she was recording with you guys. And every now and again, all I would hear coming out of the headphones is just riotous laughter. I think you guys took like two hours to record that episode because you kept pausing to go pee. You guys were drinking much beer. I have a tiny baby bladder. It was chef's kiss. My face hurts. If you or a loved one have been contacted by Steph to listen to this podcast, you may be entitled to some compensation. By compensation, you can kiss my ass. I do feel like that's a a good move, though, because if you can't handle me drunk talking to my friends about backwards clay titties, then you can't handle me, bro. That's my thing, because this space was created so that we could be unhinged horror fans. Every episode is marked E for explicit, which is also a warning I give when I hand out that episode (laughs) recommendation. I thought you meant that's also a warning I put on my dating profiles. I mean, it gets there. Because sometimes people will apologize for dropping an F word and I'm like, 
you heard my podcast. Oh my god, dude. I have not had anyone say anything remotely interesting ever on a dating app. That's why I No, don't. it's usually not. It's not a good time. Especially oh software. Uh it's awful. It's like a dumpster fire. But Jay doesn't have to worry about that. I do not. <laughs> if I wanted to be bored, I'd go fucking watch Dawn of the Beast again. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking get on a dating app. That's valid. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that this podcast is around for years to come because there are just so many horror movies coming out okay i just recently watched several that need to be spoken about barbarian smile halloween ends am i right yeah glad it's over but i'm especially happy that i get to do this with you guys because i love you love you too that's nice (laughs) (laughs) that's awkward We have a good time here and hopefully that wasn't a boring episode because we're actually gonna have more kind of like this because we have a whole lot more to say than just mm. roasting movies and if you're listening to an episode of our show and it's about a film you know we're not gonna bother recounting it to you because if you're listening to it you better have watched it because <laughs> why the fuck else would you be listening to us saying vague things like crow titties you don't know what crow titties are you have an idea it's wrong <laughs> It's wrong. Those are kind of a difficult thing to edit as well because when we do finally get around to the opinions, it derails the plot. I'm not a fan of that format, I will say. But, you know, sometimes it works, especially on movies that are, you know, confusing and we kind of need it recounted. But I also think that it might be just enough to say this is some confusing bullshit. I agree. And those are honestly my favorite episodes when we have less to say about the plot everything else to say about what the fuck did we just watch and there are episodes when we don't even touch on a lot of what happened in the film we just love like a little bit of the story and we're going to talk about that and expand on that it's like when Mm -hmm. Elle and I recorded Dawn of the Dead because you just went in hard on capitalism (laughs) and we talked about what art means and all that stuff and to be honest I don't think we said a character name the entire time (laughs) if you're here chances are you like listening to us and maybe who knows you would like some GITM merch you mm-hmm. can check that out over on our red bubble under Siege Cigarettes magazine if you look that up you can find all of our different things I think we should wrap things up here in the meantime you can keep up with us on our website ghostinthemagazine.site you can also follow the podcast on twitter at GITM podcast you can follow me on twitter if you wanted to at which X pudding and you can follow me at nocturnical and you can follow me at atlas underscore snow okay bye